Fly ball, left field, it's deep. And it is Hey guys and welcome to Broad Street to Britain, a UK Phillies podcast. And on today's podcast, it's a special one because earlier on I spoke with NBC Sports Greg Murphy and I'm not going to lie, I'm still buzzing uh, from the chat we had. It was about half an hour ago I got off the phone and we were discussing the Phillies. Uh, we were discussing the insight he has into the Phillies and into the locker room, uh, the, the amazing job he has and the amazing job he does with the rest of the NBC team. Uh, and of course, questions from you guys on Twitter and Facebook for Greg. That was all covered. Uh, but first of all, I'd like to say a massive thank you to all of you who have listened to the podcast so far. Um, we're blown away by the listening figures so far. It's literally taken off better than we ever expected. So please keep subscribing, keep rating and thank you so much for listening. Um, so on Thursday, we will get to me and Ryan will cover the month we've had so far and the month ahead. Uh, but in the meantime, this was uh, this was me with Greg Murphy. Enjoy. So here we go. It is fantastic to say that joining me right now is Greg Murphy. Greg, how are you? I am doing great. I'm enjoying uh, an off day after three straight wins from by the Phils. So uh, all is good over here. What, what do you do on an off day, Greg, out of curiosity? <laughs> it's very glamorous. Uh, let's see, I've done three loads of laundry from my last road trip, and I've cleaned my house a little bit, and I've caught up on some bills. So that's that's about it that's so far. Oh, that is, that, is a, that is a glamorous lifestyle. You sold it there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it uh, is. The current season so far, as the, the first month we round up, 16 and 12, despite a lot of dodgy losses some rocky losses and the Phillies still sort of trying to find themselves we've had a good start to the month haven't we 16 and 12 after facing the Nats twice the Mets twice and the Braves and a good Rockies team you can't really argue 16 and 12 can you no you really can't and you know to your point there are a couple of games there uh two different games where we lost with one strike to go to get the yeah. win. Um, so you look at that and you think, oh, man, you know, we could have had, eight, you know, two more wins, 18 wins at this point. But, yeah, I think you take a step back and you say to yourself, all right, you'd be, you know, a couple games up in the division at this point. You played your division well. I think we're 15 and 8 against the NL East at this point. Um, I think if you would have asked us at the beginning of the season, yeah, you know, you would take it. Is there better baseball to be played by this team? I think so. I really do. I, I don't think we've seen the full potential of this lineup yet. And, uh, you know, we've had some games where the bullpen was a little shaky. We've had some games where the starting pitcher was shaking. Uh, and I guess that's baseball. But uh, but I do think that there is better baseball to be played by this team, which I think is exciting. Absolutely. Yeah, you just feel that it all hasn't quite clicked yet, has it? And mm -hmm. it's going to click. And not only that, but the other teams in the division haven't really got going yet either. Uh, the Nationals really are struggling with their bullpen. The Mets and Braves look very consistent as well. So it, it's it's good to have a 16-12 lead. And there's still so much more to come, as, as you said. Um, yeah. Who's really impressed you so far, other than, you know... Hoskins is on for a 40, yeah. 40 plus home run campaign at the moment. But who who's really stood out for you so far? Well, 
I'll give you two, and one is not a surprise at all, but Michael Franco and what he has been able to do uh, this season has been nothing short of remarkable. You know, out of the, the eight hole, now he's a, he's not your typical eight hole hitter because he is an extremely talented guy who was a middle of the lineup guy his entire, entire career, but he, he's kind of taken to this spot down in the lineup and has just made it his own. And he has just been so impressive. And the one thing that, that folks might not know about Michael is he does it always, and he has for years, but he always does it with this, this enjoyment and this happiness that surrounds him at all times. He is constantly joking around and smiling and having fun playing the game of baseball. And I don't think he's ever had as much fun as he's having right now. So he's been terrific. That's one. The other one I think is a little bit of a surprise. Uh, and maybe it's just, he's finally realizing his potential. And that's Vince Velasquez. We have seen Vince really come out this beginning of this season and do exactly what the organization is asking him to do. And that is control the game, control his emotions, throw strikes, use his, overwhelming uh, ability to, you know, get the fastball up there and command it and do do the little things that a pitcher needs to do to be successful. He's doing that and he's doing it with a ton of confidence. So he has been a terrific surprise this year. And guess what? Phil's are going to need him down, you know, throughout the season if they're going to have success. Yeah. Absolutely. And what what I love about them as well, they're both so, so young. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sometimes forget how young Franco is. He's he's only twenty six. Yes, you know I keep thinking he's older, but there was so much speculation we all about Franco losing his place. We'll get Mustakas in or Machado in, and you know everybody was talking about oh Franco's potential trade bait. But he's put it all to one side. He's not let it get to him. He's come back into this new season in spring, and he has just hit the ground running. And I love that about a player who's. You know, not again up against adversity, but up against a lot of mm-hmm. speculation. And for a young a young man like him, he's just dealt with it so well. And I, yeah. I'm so happy for Michael because he, you see at times last year, he's he's got it. It's it's there, but just consistency. Uh, his strikeout rate is right down. Uh, and I, I agree. I am just so happy for Michael, who, as you said, always plays with a smile on his face. Yeah. Looks like he enjoys himself, especially this year as do the whole team. Have you noticed um, the chemistry in the team has, has, has just completely changed this year with the additions of McCutcheon, Harper, Segura, uh, and Robertson? Yeah, well, I wouldn't say completely changed because I, do, I don't want to shortchange what they had last year because I do think that team last year really enjoyed being around, around one another and playing the game together. However, I do think it's kicked up a notch with the additions of the guys that you just mentioned. Um, and, and some of the younger guys, a guy like Scott Kingery, who really was trying to find his way last year, now has kind of found it all, uh, you know, he's obviously on the injured list right now, but, you know, he, he, he had him into the mix, another year of Andrew Knapp and him feeling comfortable and, you know, some of the young relievers. So I think it's come even further than it was last year. These guys genuinely enjoy one another's country, uh, company and, they they enjoy being around one another, even when the when they're not required to be around one another. They are, um, and that's good to see because I do think uh, you don't have to have that in a baseball team. But I think it helps, and I think it's important for a group of young guys to feel that way. Absolutely, absolutely. Who do you think, being close to the, the locker room, 
who brings the most energy? Who who do you see as the guy who? Because to me, from the outside, it looks like McCutcheon brings a lot of energy to that locker room. Uh, is that the case? McCutcheon's definitely on the list for sure. He he kind of brings that quiet. Not quite quiet's not the right word. He's a very funny guy, but he picks his moments to be funny. And um, I think if you were just talking straight energy to the room, I think I would probably say Michael. Uh, I would say a guy like. Like Hector Neris, um, I would Doodle. say. I, I'm sorry. Oh, a doable for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So guys like that, you know. And then there, and then there's guys like Reese and Bryce and David Robertson who bring like this steady positive influence at all times. And you know, again, you mix those together, and it, it's a pretty good combination. It's a. It is. It really is. And. Uh, for you, um, working with the NBC family and the chemistry you guys have with T-Mac, with John Cruck, with Ben Davis, it's it comes across so, so well, I've got to say. Um, you, you guys spend, what, six months of the of the year together. It's like a family. <laughs> yeah. is, it, is it always that ups? Is there ups and downs? Is it like a, a family? Is it is it always so good as it, what it comes across on TV? Um Honestly, I would say yes, it is for for the most part. I mean, do we ever get into a little bit of an argument here and there? Sure. Uh, generally, it's an argument over um, something baseball related that we disagree <laughs> with a lot. Um, we are very lucky in that uh, you can add in, you know, the the radio guys as well, who we spend a lot of oh, time yeah. with, Scott yeah. and Larry. We're very lucky that the group you just named. Um, there's nobody in that group that needs to be number one. And, and that's, that's an odd thing in sometimes in television and, and radio in the States, you know, there's a lot of ego driven people, but we don't have any of them. And that is, I think makes it, uh, makes it so enjoyable. And we really do. We, we genuinely like one another. We enjoy being on the road together. We enjoy, you know, sharing virtually every meal and cab rides and buses and planes. Um, and we have a lot of fun. We laugh a lot. And uh, like I said, we're lucky because if there was one person that kind of upset that chemistry, it would probably do a lot of damage. And I always say the nicest compliment. And so I'll, I'll say, thank you. The nicest compliment we could ever forget is that that's what comes across over the airwaves because it is genuine. And that's just a nice way to, to be thought of that, that we're kind of bringing you know, uh, a little bit of happiness over the airwaves. No, it, it does. It, it really yeah. does. And I listen where we have, obviously we're out the country and we have MLB TV and we listen, I, I watch, if the videos aren't on, I've got some fancy baseball players going elsewhere. I'll flick on to different games, different streams. And I'm not, okay, it's going to sound a bit biased, but some of them just don't, it's not the same as, as you guys at NBC. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's just the chemistry you have. It's like, uh, it's like, you, you you're down the pub and you guys are having a, a chat and we're we're like all invited you know you make it feel warm and we're all we're all you you, you like bring us all into that family and that's what i love about it so much well, that's that's awesome that's an awesome way to think about it and i'm I'm really glad to hear that so thank you no worries um is there anything in the job you you ever take for granted um, in terms of like, do you still get the buzz of going to Citizens Bank Park and other ballparks? I like a fan. And do you you find yourself standing there for the big moments, cheering the team on or because you've been there so much, do you find that it's not quite the same? Yeah, that's an awesome question. So 
I, <laughs> I've had this conversation with other people and sometimes I get angry at myself for taking particular things granted uh, because I have experienced them so often. And then I stop and realize, you know what, you know how lucky you are to get to experience these things over and over and over again. So to answer your question, yeah, sometimes I do take things for granted, but I really do try very hard not to. Um, I don't get starstruck very often when I meet an athlete or, or, or an actor or a musician or anyone like that at this point, because I've, I've, I've had that, that experience often and, and, that's very nice. And as long as the people are respectful and nice to me, I I'm that way back and it's all great. The thing I never take for granted is the excitement of being a part of the team. And I am cheering, you know, in the eighth and ninth inning when things are tight and, and we need a strikeout or a big, you know, two out hit. I am, I'm on my feet and I'm clapping <laughs> just like other fan because I am, I grew up in Philadelphia. I grew up uh, right outside of Philadelphia and I grew up a Phillies fan. So First and foremost, I'm a fan, so I don't take that part of it for granted. But maybe some of the experiences that I get to do, I do sometimes. Brilliant, brilliant. Do you ever do you ever find yourself maybe after a blown save, do you have to sort of recompose yourself? Do you, do you, get, do you get down with the fans as well? It's like, oh no, I do. Anyway, you've got to interview him. It's like oh, I've got to recompose myself. And... I I really do. I, sometimes I take the losses hard, and I'm driving home, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, a couple of those losses earlier this year were pretty hard to swallow. But that's it. The beauty of baseball, and I've covered all four major sports here in Philly, in, uh, in the United States. Um, the beauty of baseball is you get back at it the next day, and that really does make a difference. You know, covering football or covering even the NHL or the NBA, where it's a week in between games or at least a couple of days in between, um, that's hard. But but for us, sometimes we get back at it eight hours later, and once that next game starts, you're able to put the other one behind. It's brilliant. And do you ever, do you ever, do you ever have moments when you just sit in the duck, dugout with the Phillies players, or you're at one of the, the great ballparks around the USA, and you, do you ever just think, I have the luckiest job, <laughs> the best job in the world? Well, you know I, I do because I, I think I've told you that before, but I I do. I believe how I'm so very lucky to to get a chance to do what I do, um, and I I pinch myself all the time, you know. Doing what I do for a living is such a great thrill. Add in the fact that I'm doing it with a team that I grew up rooting for um, since I was about six years old and doing baseball, which has always been my favorite sport. So for all those reasons, yeah, uh, I know how lucky I am. I tell my bosses at NBC all the time, I know how lucky I am, and please don't take it away from me. <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully they don't. No, they, they, they can't. They can't, Greg. They can't. What, where were, you, were you working for NBC during the 2008 World Series campaign? I was. Well, I was working. So at that point, I was working for Comcast, which uh, uh, eventually bought NBC. So I'm, I was working for a television station in Philadelphia that was owned by Comcast that then merged with another Comcast station that was then branded NBC. So right, right, same right, group right. of people. Same, uh, same general area, but I was not with the Phillies in 2008. I was just covering the team as a reporter from the outside. So I joined the organization in 2012 um, as the field reporter. So my tenure with the Phillies has been wrought with losing more than 
and winning. I started in 2012, yeah. so all I've ever known is losing seasons. So, so far this year, it's just amazing. It's getting better, that's for sure. That's for sure. What's, but, um, sorry, carry on, Greg. No, I was just going to say, but, you know, I remember, obviously, I was a part of the media contingent covering 08 and 09, um, and those years in Philadelphia were so much fun for baseball fans. And I really think we're getting pretty close to getting back to that point. And <laughs> I was just you're going to get to experience it. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Trust me. <laughs> I'm, I'm back out there in June for the Red Series. And I'm oh, already, awesome. I cannot wait. It's just the buzz around Citizens Bank Park this year seems to be like every, the, the crowds have been good this year. Mm-hmm. But every home run is really raw. You know, the crowd are really up for it every game. And um, it's some years I've been between 2012 and now and it's been even a home run it's been a bit flat it's because yeah. the Phillies are having a not the great season but right. everybody in Philly and it comes across over here and even over here there's a lot more of us staying up for the night games you know we'll get to midnight we're like right we'll watch the first couple of innings and you know I stayed up till 2am when against yeah. the Marlins and Phillies were 10 10 one up and I thought that's safe and I woke <laughs> up and we'd nearly blown it it's like oh. we yeah <laughs> it got a little dicey there in the middle of the night, but uh, yeah, they were able to hold on. But see, that's so, that's so great to hear, and I can't wait to pass that on to some of the folks in the Phillies organization. That there's that contingent um, that are are you know kind of hanging on every pitch. Uh, there, is, there is, there, there is, it's there awesome. is a few of us over yeah. here. There's there's a lot of people. I'm getting more people on Facebook and on Twitter saying that we're in the UK and we're we're staying up as well in the middle of the night um, to to watch these games. It's only April. You know, so, we usually save this stuff for July and August when it gets interesting. But already, the the buzz from Philly is is infectious. It's over here. We're all on board. It's and it's been a great. I I love this sixteen to twelve start season with so much more to come. Um, just a couple of other things outside of Philly and Citizens Bank Park. What are when, you, when the schedule comes out? What are your favorite cities and ballparks that you really can't wait to go visit as well? Oh, you know, there are there are so many great ballparks and great cities. Uh, I love to travel and I'm traveling inside the U.S. and outside. So for me, I always say San Francisco is kind of the best of both worlds. They have such a beautiful ballpark there right on the water. It's always packed. They have a great fan base. And the city of San Francisco is just it's just terrific. So the combination of those two together are pretty great. Chicago, Wrigley Field, the great city of Chicago in the summer. Chicago in April, not so great. Chicago in June and July, pretty (laughs) great. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cold there then. Once the summer hits, it's fantastic. But there are very few, there are very few places that we go that I think, you know, we get a head down there. Um, In fact, I I wouldn't say that about any place, honestly. Um, you know, some are better than others, but but for the most part, we're going to these great cities and we're getting a chance to, you know, experience their cultures and restaurants and, and you know, sightsee. And it's it's a lot of fun. It, it really that's is. So, we're, we're all, yeah. Is there any ballparks you haven't done yet? I have. There's one that I have not done. And if you call me in 10 days, then I'll have done that one as well. And that's Kansas City. Kansas. Kansas, Kansas City. City. The Royals. Yeah. The only only ballpark I have yet to be uh, so the, the last six years or so, Kansas City has come to Citizens Bank twice, but we have not gone to them. And um, so I will tick that one off my list, and I will be officially uh, done with every park in in Major League Baseball. Yeah, 
Yeah. Is, is, so, is there, there any really cool parks of old that aren't here anymore that you wish you'd gone to? Or yes, or... yes. Well, I, I had ne- well, I've never been to a baseball game in Montreal, and I heard the Olympic Stadium yeah. was just yeah, it was just awesome. Now that might change. You know, maybe Major League Baseball thinks about putting a team back in Montreal. Uh, I would love that because I've been to Montreal and I've I've seen Olympic Stadium, but I've never been to a baseball game there. So so that would be one. And then I actually, that's probably it because I think most of the new ballparks probably trump all the old ballparks. Uh, maybe maybe old Comiskey or something like that would have been mm. to see, but. But, you know, Wrigley's still around. Fenway's still around. Dodger Stadium is pretty great. But those are the three old ones. The rest of them are all pretty new. So, Awesome. Awesome. Have, have you ever been to the UK or, or, or back to Ireland? Or I've been to Ireland twice. I have not been to uh, England yet. My, my son, who's uh, 18, 17, just got back from London three days ago. Uh, my daughter's been to London. But I've not been to London, so... <laughs> oh, Greg, what are you waiting for? In you your season, you've got to get down. I, I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to. It's, it's on the top of my list. Um, I've, I've never been, but I will be soon, I, I hope. So. And, and do you follow many English sports, soccer, into soccer at all? I follow, I follow it, uh, you know, very loosely. At, at yeah, I do. My son follows it a lot. More. My son follows much closer than me, and he's always reporting in on on the different leagues, what's happening. Uh, and I'll I'll catch some games on, you know, NBC and on Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings sometimes. But especially during the baseball season, I'm pretty, you know, 100% all in on on baseball and don't get a chance to cover or get a chance to watch much else. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So, yeah, but I enjoy soccer. And that's yeah. why it's sometimes great for us. We have soccer during the day and then baseball in the evening and at night. And it's just right. per- like sometimes your weekends are perfect, especially Phillies have a day games. You've got the football in the afternoon. The Phillies will start at six. It'll take you right into the night. Yeah. Uh, summer weekends like that are perfect. I, I, as, an, as an Englishman, as for English fans, it's just it's a great time of year. That sounds awesome. I love it. Uh, and one day, hopefully, when you're over, let me know and I'll, I'll take you to a soccer game. Not a problem. And, and Pashi Young as well. I would love that. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, some of the some of the questions from the from the UK Phillies from uh, yeah. Facebook and Twitter, if you don't mind. Not at all. Uh, Harry Andrews down in Southwest in Plymouth asks: the America's greatest con- contribution to the culinary world is undoubtedly the Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> Do you consider to be the UK's best contribution? <laughs> the UK's best contribution? Yeah. Is that- yeah, to to the to the U.S. Huh. That's a geez. Well, uh, <laughs> you gave us you gave us our independence. That that was pretty good. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, what? You, yeah, that's the biggest thing of all, isn't it? Yeah, and you gave <laughs> us our, our our native tongue, right? I mean, thanks thanks to you, right? We uh, we have that. So uh, you know what? I, I haven't. That's question um i have to think about that one can i come I, can i, I come I, back? you can come, come back, back to me on that one and also i think right. I, when you come over i'll i will show you because you've given us a cheesesteak and i will show you what a good english roast dinner is oh and, well, that's and, sounds... and the classic fish and chips as well it's got to be experienced okay I, I'm, I'm i'm on board for that <laughs> jim uh mccall hatton who's actually a, a philly expat now living in the uk uh says favorite current and all-time philly player and why 
Wow. Okay. So I have a bunch. Um, but if I had to narrow it down, I'll narrow it down to two. And one category, uh, strictly as a fan growing up, my favorite player growing up was Greg Lazinski. And he was on that in the 1980 team. I was nine years old at the time. Obviously, I won the World Series. Uh, probably when I was nine, my reason for liking Greg was because he had the same name as me. Um, <laughs> and I, and I, but it's funny because as I grew up and I went to high school, Greg Lazinski became our high school baseball coach. So I had a brief chance to play for Greg Lazinski. And now Greg is uh, at every home game at Citizens Bank Park. So yeah, I've actually, yeah. uh, we have a very good relationship now. So he was my favorite player growing up. So I, I have to say, Greg. And then up. In terms of players that I've gotten a chance to be around and cover and just enjoy watching them play, again, there's a bunch of them, but I've always loved Carlos Ruiz um, for everything he did for that team in particular, and he was such a pleasant person to be around, still is. Um, so I would say I would say Chooch would be my other one. Absolutely. And again, another player that always played with a smile on his face. He played it in the right way, mm -hmm. didn't he? His attitude was just fantastic. It's yeah. sort of a guy who looks such a fun guy to be around as well. A little bit of a joker. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. He, and he, I saw he had a home run back. Uh, where would he, where's he playing now? Oh, yeah. He, so he's playing. Uh, where is he playing? We were just talking about this. Um, I guess back in Panama. And, Panama, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. And, he, and he had a, yeah, he just had a home run. So he's still. He's still enjoying the game. I hope there's a time when, when he's all finished playing that he comes back to the States and is uh, part of this organization at some level, whether it be a coach or a scout or whatever. So, um, but he's, uh, he's a good one, a great teammate. Uh, everyone loved being around him. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Paul Convey from Scotland says, do you think there's a possibility that the Phillies could be in the London Series for 2020? Of course, we've got the Red Sox and the Yankees playing this year in London. Uh, it would be great to have the Phillies over in 2020. Yeah, you cut out just for a second there, but I think what you're saying is it possible that the Phillies be be a part of that yeah. uh, that series next year? Yeah, I, I really do, and maybe I'm just hoping against hope that that's the case. But it seemed to me that the next logical choice after the Red Sox and the Yankees would be the Phillies and the Mets. Um, I think that would be fantastic uh i think philadelphia sports fans would travel in droves oh, over wow. to, i really do i believe that um and uh yeah so hopefully if we have the kind of season that we're hoping to have and go into the postseason and deepen in the postseason you know that kind of uh, excitement and buzz will be maybe the push that we need to, to be selected for that next year i i do think that that's a a real possibility though Oh, fingers crossed. Finger. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Be... <laughs> when, the, when the Eagles came over, the Philly fans traveled in their droves. Yeah. When the 76ers came over, a lot of Philadelphia fans came over. So, and again, Mets got a big fan base, the seven, sure. the, the seven line army. Sure. What they're called, but they'll, they'll all come over. So it would be, it would be a great rivalry to have over in London. Would I, I know I'm being biased, but I think it was good for, it'd be good to watch as well for, for, for neutral fans in the UK. Oh, I, I agree. You're talking about two great franchises and, you know, the proximity obviously makes sense from a travel standpoint. So for, for so many reasons, it just really does make sense. I expect the Yankees Red Sox series to be fantastic over there. And I think once that experience happens, then baseball is going to say, well, we got to do this again. So, um, so yeah, fingers crossed. 
Fingers crossed. Uh, Jonathan Young uh, up in Doncaster says, on game day, what part of your job do you enjoy the most? Well, honestly, probably the game itself, because, I've, you know, we have a lot going on before games and a little bit going on after games. But uh, the part I'm able to enjoy the most is is the actual, you know, three hours of, of game time. Um, I do a lot of prep work before the game, getting talking the players talking to coaches getting my ideas in order what i'm going to do and then once the game starts i can kind of sit back enjoy watching the game jump in when when it's my turn and uh you know have some fun have some laughs jump back out and uh so so that that part i love and that's i especially love getting a chance to walk around the ballpark and you know talking to the fans it's always better when we're winning um and so if we have a, a lead it's just a party like atmosphere you know so um it's that's the best part i always find as well citizens bank park even when the years i've been when we've been losing but it's such a happy place like fans are just happy to be at baseball as well it, it, it's a day out with the family with friends yeah. and i think that's quite unique to, to a lot of sports especially over here like if you go to the football and your team gets beat, you, you want to go out there as soon as possible and everyone's <laughs> miserable. But even at the baseball, after we've had some defeats, I still find people, I'm just looking around, people are smiling. They're just, they're just so happy to be at the baseball, at the ballpark. There's so much yeah. to do. And I, I, that's something I really, really love about baseball. I think that's true. And I think that goes back to the idea that, you know what, we'll play tomorrow too. And yeah, so win yeah. or lose, you know, the best teams in Major League Baseball are going to lose 65 games. And, and you know, the worst teams are going to win 65. And it's kind of what you do in the middle that, uh, that really determines whether or not you're a postseason team. So on any given night, you know, you're, you could win or lose, but there's always that chance to go out there and play again the next day. And, and I do think that makes it a little bit easier to, to take. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. A couple, just a quick couple more. Sure. Jonathan, Jonathan from Sunderland uh, says, how far will this team go this season? Also, how does this compare to the 08 team? Well, so I would compare this kind of uh, situation we're in right now more to the 2006-2007 Phillies. Yeah. Uh, you know, there is a definite uptick in talent. There's a definite uptick in expectations. There's a definite uptick in the way this team views their their postseason possibilities. I mean, every man in that locker room, in that clubhouse, believes that they're going to the postseason this year. I don't think that was true last year or the year before or the year before that. Um, so this year, it, feel, it just feels different. The 08 team had had a taste in 07. And we're kind of coming back with uh, something to prove. I don't think we're quite to that point yet. But um, how far do I think this team will go? I, I believe we'll be a postseason team. I think we're going to win the division, but I do believe if we don't win the division, we'll end up in the wild card. Uh, I think the top two teams in the NL East will be in the postseason, and I think the Phillies will be one of them. So um, I like the way we started against the division. That's the most important thing. So as long as we can keep winning two out of three more often than not against teams in our division, you know, I think we're, we're looking at maybe an NLE's championship, which would be great. Oh man. Just, just, those, <laughs> just those words, you know, I, know. I, I don't even teams. like saying it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's amazing. Um, at Brett five, three, five, five says he loves your play by play appearances. 
Uh, have you done it before, before the Phillies, and uh, any aspirations to do it full time? Uh, so, had I, have I ever done it before? No, um, I had not until the very first time I called the Phillies game. So it was definitely a learning curve for me. I had called other sports. I had called basketball and football before, but I had never called a baseball game. So the opportunity uh, that presented to me was in my third year with the Phillies when Tom needed a, a weekend off um, was a unique one. And I, I originally told the Phillies that I didn't want to do it, that oh. they should get somebody else. <laughs> and then um, Tom McCarthy and Scott Fransky basically pulled me aside and said, are you nuts? This is an opportunity <laughs> of a lifetime. And I rethought it and I said, okay, all right, I'll do it. And um, so I, I guess I've done about 20 games over the last five years. And um, it's, I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I've learned from two of the best in Tom and Scott. I believe that they're at the top of their profession in, in uh, Major League Baseball baseball so i've learned a lot from those two i would love to do it full-time at some point down the road um but i i just also love being a part of the phillies organization so i don't expect tom mccarthy is going to be going anywhere anytime soon so no, I'm I very, no i hope not too so i'm very very happy in my role with the phillies if if the opportunity arose with a different team somewhere down the road i would certainly think about it um but but Right now, I'm I'm pretty content filling in and, and doing what I do now. Is it is it quite nerve wracking doing doing it was. The, play by play? <laughs> the first couple of times it certainly was. Every once in a while, you'll get to a moment in the game where you think to yourself, "Okay, if this happens, be ready because it's it's big," and yeah. you know, so you have to. You almost have to. I don't want to say. Uh, you almost have to just be consistently aware of the situation that you're in. And I think if you can do that, then you're able to rise to the big moments and, you know, kind of come down to the moments that need to be brought down. But, uh, but yeah, were there nerves? Absolutely. I've been doing TV <laughs> for 20 plus years. And the first time I ever did play by play, I was very nervous. So I don't get nervous anymore, but I was. I mean, when you were saying building up to the big players and calling the big players, I think I think Tom McCarthy does that so so well. Like the Harper first home run, yeah. he, he, I think Tom nails every home run call and every big strikeout, every double play. Yeah. I, I think he's one. And I'm, again, it sounds biased, I know, but I think he is one of the best in the business compared to what else I've heard from the other broadcasters. Not putting them down, they are good, but I, I do think Tom is one of the best. No doubt. I, 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 I mean, I'm obviously biased, too. He's one of my close friends. That said, he is I think he's as good as anybody at, at rising to the occasion of the big moment. And he has just this unique knack to nail every call when it matters. And he does it in other sports, too. Uh, you know, he works he works in football and basketball over here as well and consistently is uh, at the top of his game in those sports as well. So he's, yeah, he's one of the best. We're very lucky to have him in Philadelphia. And I'm very lucky to have a chance to kind of learn under, you know, with his tutelage. So yeah, yeah. I get to bring it in as much as I can. I really do. And, and, and him, him and John and you and John Crook as well. And Tom all work so well. Is John like that out of the commentary booth as well? Because he's a curmudgeon. It's brilliant. <laughs> 
<laughs> he is he is exactly how he comes across on the air, but I mean that in the best possible way. He is uh he's funny and he's always been funny. Um and he's very sarcastic and dry. Um and and at times, you know, can just be he's so negative, but he's when he's negative, he's negative in in a funny way. And he gets away with it. He gets away with so much more he, he does. Than, he really does. Yeah, than anybody else can, just because that's the way he is. And it's almost like a character of of himself, but it's really him. And that's why he's beloved because he's just genuine and real and he's take me or leave me. I don't care. This is me. And, uh, and that's, I love it. I love it. I love it. His sense of humor and his dry sense of humor goes yeah. very well with the British sense of humor. He is yeah. so popular over here. Everybody over here loves John and please pass uh, it on. He's got a big and Tom, they've got both and yourself, but as you know, but the, Tom and uh, John have got such a big fa- fan base over here and a lot of love from, from the UK. So please well, pass that on. I'll be sure to tell them that, I promise. Uh, one, one final one from Carl Wen and Emerson Wilkes. Uh, what is your favorite cheesesteak cheese place in Philly? Oh, wow. That's, that's <laughs> a great question. That's another That's the one. That's, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. You know what? So cheesesteaks in Philadelphia are plentiful. You know, the, there's some famous places that everybody knows about um, that have great cheesesteaks. Um, and then there's there's other places that maybe you've never even heard of. But when I was growing up, my father owned a delicatessen that made the best cheesesteaks in Philadelphia, if you ask me. So I always have that measuring stick in my mind as I go and I have a cheesesteak. If you ask me right now, my go-to uh, would be Campos, uh, which is uh, there's actually a Campos in the ballpark. In the ballpark, there's one. There's one in there the is, bank, but there's also there's one on one on Market Street downtown in 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 Old City Philadelphia, which is the original Campos. And you go in there and you get one of their cheesesteaks, and you are living right right there. That is. Uh, it's a, it's an awesome experience. So and then and, and, and down to Franklin's Fountains for an ice cream after. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I've done it. Oh yes, I know. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, that is living the good life. It sure is. Yeah, it's food. The food in Philadelphia is is one of our best qualities. I think Re- the restaurant scene in Philadelphia is fantastic. But if you're just looking for that that ooey gooey traditional Philly cheesesteak, that's a good place to go. Awesome. Greg, thank you so much for, for your time and coming on. It's been, you saying it's like for you, sit at the ballpark of the best job. But for me, this is, this is a highlight as a, as a fan to talk to you. This is, this is up there. So thank you so much for coming on. Well, let me say this. I remember uh, seeing that you were going to start this podcast and I thought it was such an awesome idea. And I hope that it sounds like it's been growing and growing and is very successful already. So I wish all the best with it and and please you know if we can do anything to help you guys out uh, i know i speak for for the other guys as well um we'd love to help you out and i look forward to seeing you you better you know let us know when you're coming into town for the red series so i'll look forward to seeing that absolutely greg thank you so much uh and enjoy the enjoy the rest of the season i hope to get you on later on in the year that'd be great absolutely oh well, yeah we'll do this again absolutely fantastic greg Enjoy, enjoy the rest of your day off and uh, we'll listen to you back on the airwaves tomorrow. 
Yeah, I got to finish up that laundry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Thank you so much. You got it. Take care.